Ross DeBella, how you doing, man? Doing great. Awesome, dude. Awesome. Good to see you again today. We're going to be talking about Joe Rogan. We have a whole thing when it comes to uh, vaccines and RFK Jr. and this one dude that he's challenging. What was the name of the guy? The guy's Dr. Name Peter Hotez. Dr. Peter Hotez, yes. Uh, we also are going to be talking about uh, the Hunter Biden plea deal. Um, which, you know, there's some conspiracy theories with that as well. I was talking to my friend yesterday. He actually got me hooked on what his uh, idea is about that. The centering of Adam Schiff. We have the Titanic uh, Explorer underwater submersible that was lost, which is actually kind of goes in with the Hunter Biden plea dealer deal um, conspiracy theory, which I'm going to get into. Stop rolling your eyes, Ross. You're really sometimes <laughs> no, no, the, that, that's a POS. Those two things are, are going to be more for you because I didn't look. I don't know as much about those as I think most people. We have Prince off. Harry and the Meghan Markle podcast story. <clears throat> you put this on this list, Ross. You got to start reading up on this. You put it on the list. If everybody doesn't know, Ross makes the list of the topics we're going to talk about. <laughs> and then the last one, which is I'm going to talk first, is uh, Cairo County's taxes and the Garfield jail location. Uh, as we've been talking about the past couple of weeks is the Cuyahoga County. Uh, we have a prison problem. And I'm going to go into that a little bit because I have a fucking rant about it. And they want to build build a $1 billion jail. Now, they're just saying it's a $700 million jail. Uh, but after finagling and expenses that go up and higher costs and inflation or whatever the fuck they're going to do to pad this $700 million, it'll be a billion. So um, I'm just going to start there. Here's my shit, Ross. Are you going to start with the jail? I'm starting with the jail. Okay. Are you cool with that? Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm actually quoted in the story. I went and spoke you're, against it. Wait, you're quoted in the story? Yeah, I went to... Oh, I, I got to I gotta find you now. Hold I, on. I put the link in there, but... Uh, I got you. I'm here. Yeah, I went... Uh, I'm the last of it. But uh, I went with the rest of... Not the rest of but many people in the county. Uh, the pub, the public, right? I was a public commenter and uh, speaking out kind of... There was one person who's kind of like a political type of a guy, Dave Wondolowski's on the Board of Elections, the building and labor trades or whatever. Many people have problems with him, but he was basically the only public commenter in favor of, hey, let's put all this money into this new jail and this new location, which will create jobs and be uh, safer for our, our jailers and things like that. Beside that, it was tens of, it was probably over 20 commenters um, you know, saying this is a horrific waste of our tax on. Wait, did Wondolowski want the jail or not want the jail? Yeah, he wants the jail. He wants the jail. He was the only speaker. And uh, all the rest of us, including the Greater Cleveland, Con Cleveland Congregations Group, Tamir Rice's mother, um, many, many speakers spoke out against it because this isn't just about a new jail outside of downtown in Garfield Heights. It's actually about extending a tax for 40 more years mm -hmm. that's about to expire. Right. So... You know, people were speaking out. No new, no new taxes. No further taxes. No taxes for this purpose. No over uh, necessary spending for this purpose. No taking the jail out of downtown, out of the justice center. You could, you could rehab the the jail. Uh, you know, you could do a rehabilitation for much cheaper, and then you keep people who are in jail awaiting trial at the justice center. I worked at the justice center for seven and a half years. They have enough of a problem. I didn't talk about this in my public comment, but they have enough of a problem getting jailers up for their hearings. Like that is a hassle and you will be waiting on the bullpen, depending on the case and how jammed up you are. Sometimes you can be waiting well over an hour to get uh, a jailer up for their hearing. And we got we to gotta tell everybody that this is all the same fucking building. This is all the same building. It's, the, it's one of the biggest, most traversed buildings in the state, uh, you know, if not the country, and for criminal justice. So it's, it's a rough situation, but it works as best it can with people being able to use the buses and the rapids being downtown in the center of the city. So that's, that's a little bit of the backstory, and, you know, but... Yes, so I'm against... But I want to give people a little more of the backstory as well. So this deal was proposed in um, uh, 1969 when then Mayor Stokes didn't want any part of it, uh, but it was commissioned in 1971 and finally built in 1976 with 900, 956 beds. Now, these beds are in a um, like pod structure, so there's 23 um, pods. I'm sorry, there's, there's pods of 23 people, and they equal around uh, 956 beds. Well, that wasn't enough. There was already right after they built it by 1979, it was overflowing, um, and so they had to add more beds. And that happened in 1995, where there was a 68 million dollar renovation or building of Jail Two, which added another 480 beds. 
Uh, right now we have a total of around 1,700 beds in this facility. Um, and it's just been over the years, just being added on to it and, and refurbished and so on and so forth. <clears throat> so here's my th thing with this. Oh, some of the criticisms of the jail, because it's, it's I don't know if, you, if anybody knows architecture and brutalism. It's, it's, I think it's architecturally brutalist. And, and basically it's just concrete slab, pretty uh, 1984 dystopian looking. Uh, some people love that kind of architecture. Some people go, oh, it's in inhumane and stuff like that, whatever. Well, I, I think one thing we got to add in that somehow we haven't said by now is an inmate dies in this jail about once every couple months, I feel. Well, like. see, that's, that's what that's what I'm going to get into here. Here's my criticisms of this whole thing. <clears throat> and I'm absolutely disgusted that we're actually talking about spending a billion dollars for a new jail. And the reason is, and I've been thinking about this quite a bit, is that we have problems within the jail. We have problems with the Operations of the jail, like you said, people can't even get up to see their court in courts without in a timely manner. We don't have people getting health care properly. If you have uh, chronic health care conditions, diabetes, and so on and so forth, it is very hard. People, they just don't service these people. I need my insulin. They don't give them the insulin. I need prescription drugs that I'm prescribed by my doctor to take. They don't get them. Um, they Not might have a they might have a mental health crisis, or they might actually have a health crisis, and they might need to see a doctor. They don't do that. They don't get that. Then, as you said, there's uh, there's problems with, um, um, you know, just typical operations. Like you said, like you said, somebody dies probably every couple months, and that's not just you know that's just normal people. But also, there's been a lot of violence against uh, different minorities or uh, other groups of people there, um, and the way that they're treated as well. That's been a big issue. There's a food issue. It's, it's partly, partly corruption. The food is so gross, apparently, that the inmates won't even eat it, <clears throat> no matter how hungry you are. But the same company that provides the food provides the commissary. So they basically, it seems as though they're making the food disgusting on purpose so that they can drive the funds to their commissary. So basically, you have a contract with a food allotment that says, hey, we'll pay you, for example, five bucks, ten bucks per person, and that's our contract. So they make this shitty food, and then they're trying to get the added upsell of you have to buy chips and cookies and and you know hostess snacks or whatever to and they're trying to get that money in there so here's what it comes down to chris ronane the cuyahoga county uh um uh <clears throat> executive and the um the office of the executive or whatever it's called the cuyahoga county um in the council are 100% responsible for not being able to run this fucking jail. Right. And, and he's new to, to let him off the hook for a quick second, because <clears throat> I don't like letting people off the hook. It's been bootish for many years, <clears throat> until right now. 100%. So here's, okay, so, but he, but right now that he, he is the, um, look, I like Chris. I like Chris, I campaigned with him. Um, he's a very nice guy, I don't, so I'm not saying anything about it. I'm, saying, I'm talking about the office. Chris Wodane holds an office right now, and that is of the county executive. Him and Mayor Bibb, like it or hate it, new, not new, they are now in charge and responsibility falls on them. You do not ask for a billion dollars to build a new jail and your, and your only excuse is saying, well, things suck over there because it's an old jail. You do not say, hey, I, everything will be good if you give me a billion dollars to build a new jail. Here's the fact of the matter is, your operations suck, there's no responsibility, there's no accountability, there's no um, checks and balances, there is no uh, care for your, for the people that are there, uh, there's no actual prompt medical services, there's no mental health services, there's nothing is being done to say that you can operate a fucking jail. There's nothing to be done that says that you can contract out pro properly for um, health services, for food, for um, even their cleaning. Staffing. Staffing. Even their uniforms, even though the, the jail, the people who are in jail, their prison uniforms are washed once a week or more. People are in there washing their underwear in the fucking sink because they don't have a laundry service to actually come and wash the fucking clothes. So don't ask me for a fucking million or a billion dollars for a new jail if you can't even operate the one that you have. That's my, that's my take. I, I think you're, you're dead on accurate. It's, Chomsky's talked about it for decades on end. This is pure, pure scale neoliberalism where they've, they've, they've sucked out enough funding in, to where it's, it's poorly operated clearly on your eyes, so then you use that as an excuse. 100%. You use that as an excuse to say, we need more money 
to really, really what they'll be doing then is passing the buck onto the contractors, the right. people building the new jail. Right. So um, it's, it's absolutely a, a profit-seeking mechanism. Some of the best investors in the country uh, and probably even the world, but I can only speak for the country, are still investing in the for-profit uh, prison, jail, industrial complex. So um, everything you said, I, I, I sign off on it and um, I hope that they wise up just do some rehab. It is very dystopian there, but you can do do more renos and you can use do our that. tax dollars to staff and feed, <clears throat> staff and feed and serve in a, in a health manner, a public health, mental health manner, better than they've done. You, there are many jails in the country right. that do not suffer any deaths, any deaths, let alone one every few months. So, so here's the thing, and I think that this is the solution for this, is that somebody needs to go to Chris Ronane, the executive, um, county executives, county executive office. What is the office called? Oh, Office of the County Executive. Okay, and <laughs> Mayor Bibb, and say, look, here it is. Because here it is, you get KPIs, key performing performance indexes. And you have to hit these check marks within five years, and then you can get the money. And if you don't, you can't get the money. You have, to, you have to be able to operate the jail, you have to be able to grow the city, grow the GDP, and, and then we can try to see if we can fund the jail. If you can't do those things, then you don't get a new fucking jail. You don't get new toys. It's kind of like a kid with their car. It's like, hey, I bought my kid a 1995 Honda Accord. He gets speeding tickets all the time. He got into a couple accidents, and now he wants a Porsche. Right. <laughs> you, don't, you, don't, you can't prove in that you could drive. Yeah, and, and again, most of that, you're right. They're in charge now. Most, all the, the, the deaths and the, the scandals, because there's been many other scandals with kind of public health and stuff like that, uh, and like Metro Health giving contract money to who's servicing, servicing, I put that in air quotes, the, the, <coughs> our jailers. Um, that really is all bootish that, that, that's been responsible for the past. I don't care who it but, is. Right. Going forward now, I completely agree. And Chris Ronane campaigned on not extending this tax without putting it to a public vote. Mm -hmm. And he now is finagling. He said, I campaigned on not putting the jail at the transport road site. Um, you know, where is that down by the whole mechanical and industrial areas, which is very poorly... Um, you know, the, the, the air quality is very poor. So he says he campaigned on that. His, some of the people who support him say, no, you campaigned on no new jail. You know, so that's a couple things from his just barely recently won campaign that if he doesn't, if he doesn't hold good on, it's really going to piss a lot of people off. Because, because let's get back to what a, court, what a court case is, right? You're looking for a verdict. Well, the verdict has been in and how we do criminal justice in this country and Cuyahoga County. And we need to scale back. We need to put our funds into public health, mental health, education, services, if you really want less, less crime. And that, and that billion dollars will go a lot, long, long oh, way. Oh, it, it could go such it a long way. It could go such a, such a long way. And, and this is just like, just misappropriation of funds. And at the same time, we're talking about a billion dollar rental for the Cleveland Stadium. We're talking about hundreds of millions for the, to, for the Guardians and the Cavs. And it's just like, none of this is going to the people, going to the neighborhoods, going to the building blocks of our community. Meanwhile, we're losing population, losing GDP. It is just honestly... Uh, a shame that they're actually even talking about this. Last thing I'm going to say is if operations in the jail were good, this would be a different conversation, for me at least. And we wouldn't have this sense of urgency, and this goes back to Chomsky, like you just said, if things worked well in the jail. And everybody, even the Cleveland Plain dealer, I was listening to Chris Quinn on uh, Cleveland.com the other day, and he said, he's like, we need to build a new jail, and he's equated it to like the food and stuff and the laundry. And it's like, that's not even the point. If you had clean laundry and good food and good services and so on and so forth, at least people there would, at least we and the people and the taxpayers and everyone would say, at least our job is being done. Now let's just talk about the facility and does the Cleveland, the, the Cuyahoga County um, need this to facilitate the growth of in the, you know, the, the forward movement of our, of our county. The fact is, is, it's a complete waste. It's complete bullshit. Um, and and and, exactly. and and last lastly, there is a connection. And again, I know Chris Ronane is new, um, but and and, and the, 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 here's the hard part about politics is like you get to know these people on a personal level, and then when you when it comes time to criticize them, you're like, well, but he's a good guy, and you know I like him, and he's but but here's the fact, 
is that this site that he's talking about, his donors donated to those, those the owners of that site donated to his campaign. Preach. Co coincidence? Maybe. Well, no, it's, but, it's natural in my opinion. It's, it's, if you can't, and this is one thing I said in the public comment, if you can't figure out who's selling you, right? They, they donated him to him because they like him. You know what I mean? He's, he's not um, somebody who's committed murders or something like that. They know him. They've probably gone a happy hour with him or whatever. You know, they know him from different things in university circle. And they like him because people are likable and we're more good than we are bad. And that goes to pretty much every candidate that I campaigned with. Um, I don't want to speak for you and your opponent. But, like, you know, when you read my guy Lawrence Lessig, you come to find, hey, the, most of these people get into it for the right reason. You know, but nonetheless... How many jailers, right? How many people awaiting a criminal hearing get to influence Chris Ronan, right? Zero, probably zero, right. quite probably zero. And how many people that gave $10,000 to his campaign get to, get to con continue hanging out with him? A lot. A lot. And, and so they're not necessarily, it's right. hard to that's have everybody's interest in, in mind. That's a, really good, that's a really good point. And I, I also want to, we got to wrap this up, but yeah. last thing I want to just mention about the whole jail and Chris Ronane and you know this whole thing is, um, I lost my point, my, my train of thought. It doesn't matter. Let's move on. There you go. <laughs> let's just let's just move on. Um, no, that yeah, that's 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 a good local one, but it has ramifications in other cities. So it's just disgusting, man. It's, we, it's we just disgusting. Do better in a criminal justice situation. It's just disgusting, so. and I I wish I went down there for the public hearing, um, but I didn't. Honestly, I didn't know what was happening. A lot of people probably didn't. Um, but it's just something that we cannot allow to happen. And I know everybody's like, oh, yeah, we need to do this because it's inhumane, blah, blah. We are getting fucking scammed. We're getting fucking scammed. Oh, that's what I want to mention. I want to mention that people don't understand. Like, everybody says, oh, we are having too many. Uh, the It's overflowing. A lot of it is just people waiting to plead guilty or not guilty. We don't even know if they're criminals or in not criminals. City, they, they're just waiting in there for weeks. In this city, the average wait time is way higher than in like Columbus, Cincinnati, and other cities across the country. And so to move it to Garfield Heights, that ain't gonna help the situation. Right. It's not, so wait, are they gonna move the courts to Garfield Heights as no, well? No, courts are staying downtown. So they're gonna have to transport, transport yes. all these, so we're talking about a huge logistical clusterfuck, to be honest with you. Exactly. I, I, this is absolutely irresponsible in all its every aspect. Exactly. And if you're out on bail, you know, but you're but you don't have a, your own car, right? Many people in Cuyahoga County and Cleveland don't have cars, uh, quite a bit actually. I don't know if people don't know this, but it's easy to get downtown via public transportation. And at Garfield Heights, that changes. That's a huge dynamic change. That's not convenient. So, anyway. So poorest big cities in America, Detroit, Cleveland, Dayton. And so we already have two in um, Ohio. And, and a big part of the poorest cities in Ohio, um, or poorest cities in America are in Ohio, in the Midwest. And so when you say like, <clears throat> and so when you say like, yeah, a lot of people don't have cars, a lot of people do not have cars. Right. They're riding bikes, they're walking, they're- Take the rapid. Take, take the, the rapid, bus. take the bus, and so on and so forth. Um, yeah, anyway. Anyway, moving moving on. Uh, Chris Ronan is not listening to this podcast. No, no, nobody's listening to this podcast besides four or five, uh, six many, people. Many, 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 many people are saying it's their favorite podcast. Yes, yes. <laughs> exactly, exactly. All right, where are we going next, man? Uh, what's on there? The, the Peter Hotez thing? You want to talk about Peter? Go ahead. Well, uh, this has been a back and forth. We talked about RFK last week on the Rogan podcast, and Rogan come out after that. Well, I guess this Hotez, uh, Peter Hotez, came out and said, hey, Spotify, Spotify is not censoring Rogan. They are not putting the clamps on this vaccine disinformation. So that, I think, probably really pissed you know, Rogan off, and he tweeted out a challenge. He said, hey, come on. And he's had him. He's had him on his podcast. Right. Come on. We'll do a debate. You can rebut everything that you're saying that RFK and me is saying is disinformation. Again, we talked about this last week. I'm not willing to comment on what is healthy or maybe not so true about vaccines. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a medical person. I don't know the first thing. But this is telling to me because you have Rogan who you get to listen to, right? If me, if I had a message 
that, that I wanted to get out. I would want to be able to go on Rogan. Mm -hmm. And he's now again invited Hotez on to do this debate, but the Hotez and, and the machine behind kind of the, the vaccines, saving your life and taking five boosters and all this, they, they come out strong like, hey, the, the Rogan thing is, uh, you know, these people are quacks. They'll, they'll set up the debate. Their producers will set it up so you'll look bad and blah, 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 blah. No. We talked about this last week. We've talked about with our debates, me and you, with the presidential debates, with Biden not wanting to debate. Pharma right now is a for-profit healthcare system. Mm -hmm. People want to know what they're putting into their bodies, why they're putting it into their bodies. You know, this is a very personal issue for many people. Um, so what it doesn't, so I wanna say this is more, this is bigger than Rogan. And it's bigger than Hotez. Just like we have candidates talking about issues, whether it be the Ukraine war or what, yeah, Pentagon budget, whatever the case may be, drug companies, right, or and the public health sector should have to explain itself to the public. So at this point, after the opioid disaster, after, I mean, I guess, I guess you could, I'm sure it's still ongoing for many people, uh, not me personally, but it's still a real thing that affects families in the worst of ways. The, the quarantining and the vaccines and the boosters, you can't just have CNN controlling the, and Fox controlling the message on this. So pharma and public health, you know, and it can't be Fauci or whoever the NHS person is for the president. We need more voices on this. We need more discussion on this. Uh, so I don't per se care about that debate. If Hotez says, oh, I don't want to go on Rogan and debate this crazy presidential candidate that I say is lying and spewing unhealthy disinformation. I don't really care about that. But at this point, we can't just have medical journals that nobody reads and then CNN and Fox and Meet the Press telling you, hey, this is what's good for you. Get five boosters. That's crazy to me. You know, so that's what I'll say. Well, I, I think that here's the thing is I'm, I'm a libertarian, I think, at heart in a lot of ways. And... We have demonized personal choice in all aspects of it. If it's the right demonizing the uh, personal choice of who you love um, and um, even you know how you spend your recreation, uh, to the left demonizing the inability to not get vaxxed or um, you know uh, have conversations that go against current administration. Um, ideals or Twitter files, free speech. Yeah, it, it, all, yeah, all kinds of things. And so we have demonized the ability for people to think for themselves or try to think for themselves and then make choices. The thing about making choices is that people make lots of bad choices and they make a lot of good choices. And sometimes the choices that they think are big choices are very insignificant in the grand scheme of things, even though the people labor all of them a long time, right? <clears throat> um, but, but we have to allow for these things to, to, to play out and allow for personal responsibility to take hold because that's how you, how you learn. If it's financial, if it's uh, vaccinations, look, if you don't want to get your kids vaccinated, that's fine. If the repercussions are negative, that is on you, and I and we're we're not that persons to try to, in my opinion, dictate it. Even though it's a sad outcome, I promise you, any parent in the world would look at themselves if something negative happened because of their lack of action or their inaction, right? And so I I, I don't know why we're starting to demonize the per, this personal choice um, from both sides of the aisle. Um, it's it's actually going in the face of what we stand for. And, and liberty is the biggest thing. It's when we call, talk about freedom and liberty, I don't think that people really understand what they mean anymore and how that actually is supposed to play out in American society. Yo, I completely agree. And I'll take it through a different lens, right? We've all kind of felt like... No, Ross, don't take it through a different damn lens. <laughs> We've all kind of felt like... Only my lens. The last 20 years, right, the media is quite liberal, besides like Fox, Wall Street Journal, Breitbart, but your main channels are liberal media. Well, when this thing hits in March of 2020, you know, you're really kind of only getting one... It would, it would be hard to seek out other 
information than what we were getting at the time because, and even Fox was included in this. So, and, and again, I want to say Google and YouTube. So if you look on the first page of Google and you're only getting, you know, you need five boosters and we need to get our kids vaccinated at, at six months and our kids need to get vaccinated first. That's what comes up on the first page of Google when you Google. That's tough. That's tough to seek out alternative information. When you, yeah, when you go on YouTube right now, right? Like we're not doing a video camera thing this week, but when you put this on YouTube and, and, it, and we discuss vaccination, YouTube will either demonetize you or put under your under the screen, you know, hey, here's the official CDC COVID-19 information. Well, guess what? There's a big flow of money that goes into that. You know, it's not, I'm sure people that work at Google and CNN, you know, just like we talked about with Chris Ronan taking $10,000 from somebody who's gonna profit off the jail. They think that what Pfizer and Moderna and all this is funneling money to get this messaging into their politicians, into these channels, into Google. We wanna think that it's altruistic and true. I'm sure a part of it is true, mm -hmm. but we need all the messaging. And, we need, and you cannot censor doctors. Rogan is not wrong for hosting the, the girth of people that he's hosted on this show, not RFK, not Peter Hotez. <clears throat> That's what we need. We, <clears throat> but CNN only having Hotez on and not having, and I don't, I, I, you know, I, again, I don't listen to medical stuff much, but I'm going to try to more now. They, everybody, every platform needs to have people from every angle on it, you know, that have lived their life in this sector. And so we're not getting enough information. I, <clears throat> I'm going to agree and disagree at the same time um, because what I want to say, um, I think it's very hard to have like a, 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 it's very hard to have always have conflicting opinions. And I think it's totally okay to have one, one side of the, the opinion, right? And I say, hey, this is what I believe. This is my truth. So I'm going to put it out there in podcasts or blogs, or even if I have a, a news channel, CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, whatever. That's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say either X or Y. And I think for the, the you know, conversation purposes, having alternate views on there is, is more fun and, and more fruitful. But I, I, I'm going to have to say that I think that people are having one side or one side a conversation is absolutely fine. The issue that we have here is that we, we are stif stifling the other sides. And that's what you said when it's like if, if Google platforms the first three pages as only this, this, and this. That's an issue. If Spotify decides to take down this conversation and not that conversation, that's an issue. But uh, Jordan Peterson just took down, uh, or Jordan Peterson's conversation with RFK Jr. was taken down by um, uh, YouTube because of misinformation. And I don't know, can't remember what it was. I think it was about Altrazine and turning frogs gay or something. And there's a conversation about that, and they took that down. Can't find it. I don't know if it's back up or not. But that's where I see, see the issue. Um, speaking your truth and not having alternate opinions on, I, I think that's not a, not an issue um, because people will find if you're intellectually curious or you're just gonna get into like your little camp and being happy in your little camp, which is totally cool too. Um, it's, to, to combat that is we have to tr start um, teaching critical thinking. We have to start think teaching debate, teaching research, teaching these other things and not allowing just, you know, us to be happy in the bubble, right? Just innately, is we have to start, you know, fostering intellectual curiosity. But yeah, well said. Yeah, completely agree. I think that's the only combat uh, combat to this because I would hate to say that. Oh, the the solution to this is to have a news channel, and we have to have it well rounded in air quotes all the time. That doesn't make sense in my opinion because it's almost impossible to to police that. Yeah, I mean, I this is a tough issue. I mean, I took the vaccine, I took two doses of the Pfizer vaccine. <clears throat> and then at some point I said, no, I'm not doing boosters and I'm stopping wearing masks. You know what I mean? And, but I took the COVID seriously enough where I quit my job because of it. You know what I mean? At the justice center, like we were talking about the justice center earlier. Right. So um, it's a very complicated issue, but um, you know, we, we've got to understand that Within capitalism, is Pfizer, if Pfizer accumulates enough money, and, and I don't know if you saw that one 
video of uh, James O'Keefe's old group, you know, when they tried to spy on the Pfizer employee. You know, these Pfizer employees, they're just taking orders. They're just taking orders. Some of them are probably uh, happy. Some of them are probably questioning, you know what I mean? But if you let a company or two accumulate enough money in capitalism, and yeah, they've gotten hit with big lawsuits, but they're, the best marketing you can do is to get into the news. I'm not just talking about the advertisement part, part, portion of the news. I'm talking about the news portion of the news. You know what I mean? And so they're spending a lot of money. And this is why I have a I have a worry about the Joe Rogan podcast about Rumble. You know, this is manufacturing consent. If you're Rumble's shareholder, owner, uh, you know, CEO and board of executives, if Pfizer t offers you a billion dollars to just start flooding. Uh, you know, with ads of get this, get these five boosters, you need these five boosters, is Rumble going to take that billion dollars? You know what I mean? So that's where we're at right now, where money is kind of flooded the news portion of the news. And so that's my worry and my concern and why I can't, I think I stopped. I didn't take any of the boosters. I didn't take any of the boosters. So I still plan on getting my yearly flu vaccine, you know, uh, vaccines have saved numerous lives over right. the centuries, right. you know, over the last century, you know, polio, whatever the case may be. But at some point, capitalism can take hold in a for-profit health system. So now I guess we're spilling the beans on vaccines and stuff. Uh, I don't get flu shots. I, ha I am very, um, I'm one of the people that are just like, don't like to take things. Look, I drink enough beer. I think that's the, th the most damage <laughs> I'm going to do to my body. So uh, Advil, Tylenol, cough syrups, uh, flu vaccines, none of that. I don't do any of it. Fair enough. Yeah, um, fair enough. I did get the Pfizer vaccine. I've got my vaccine. That's vac what I got too. I know. I'm sorry. I'm liar. Lies. Uh, that's a lie. I got the COVID vaccine. I got the um, what's the one that was made normally? There was. I I was thought there was three of them: Moderna, Pfizer, and I can't even remember the third one. Yeah. So I got the, I got the third one yeah. because there's two with the RMNA or whatever using the new method, and then there's one using the old method. Okay. And I got the, the one that was using the old traditional uh, vaccine method. Um, and then I got the Moderna booster, which was one third dose of the full dose like you got. And so that's what I did. And after that, I was just like, that's, that's it for yeah. me. You know, so I, I just think it's, it's hard to figure out. I just think it's hard to figure out. But, but I, what I'm taking away from this is I got to learn more about medical. You know, I, I got to learn more about medical so and that's what i'm trying i'm going to try and do well i i think we we're talking about the debate we're in, and we went off the on a weird tangent about medical and our our shots and shit um i think that i, I hope that this debate does i hope that this, this debate does happen just because it'll be interesting um but i don't think that i think that it's also a big nothing burger um because here's what's going to happen is you're gonna have these two guys that are passionately believe what they what they believe they're going to basically argue with each other and i think that the watcher of this is going to just pick a side and stick in their corner anyway. So are you actually gonna get more information about it? I, I doubt it. Well, that's why I say it's bigger than this particular debate. Is, you know, I remember watching as kids NBC, right? And they do these segments, the more you know, the more you know, you know what I mean? So we just need more messaging about, here's this, here's, here's other uh, viewpoints, you know, here's different perspectives from, from medical professionals who disagree you know, and, and that's that. We just need more information. This, I completely agree with you. This debate is nothing or a nothing burger, you know, but getting more information on, again, Pfizer, this being a huge wealth transfer, right? Because we both agree this has been a huge wealth transfer to the Bill Gates's of the world. You know what I mean? I'm not here to be used for my insurance money to go to your company. You know, I'm not here to be used for that. I want to talk about the stupid sub. It's submersible. I think there's a couple things I want would want to say about it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. What, what are the couple things you want to say about? It? I think everybody knows about this damn submarine, the submersible. Sorry. Well, um, that's what I want to say. Everybody knows about it. You know, again, there's five people here who have died. There are. This gets back to a Chomsky type thing: worthy deaths and unworthy deaths, and we forget about or ignore so much. Um, people that die in in the ocean or in the sea you know or via maritime travel right you know so 
I, I think we're going to be talking about some um, asylum seekers probably on boats going from one way to the other. I think we had like a huge disaster during the same time this was happening and this was covered and that one wasn't. There you go. So that's really kind of exactly my point, right? Like back in the day, it's getting a little bit better now. But for most of my life, if a 14-year-old if a kind of white girl from a rich family goes missing, you hear about it for three weeks on end across from, from sea to sea, from the Atlantic to the Pacific. But when a 14-year-old poor black child goes missing, you, you might hear about it locally. You might, you might not, you know what I mean? So it's that type of thing where, again, the media um, is, we need better, we need more information. And, and we've got to have an eye on where atrocity, atrocities are happening all the time, not just, not just when it's a, um, I don't know, salacious story, not just when it's a salacious story. Um, this is the, there's two headlines that I saw over the past couple of days that I wanted to just mention is the first one is Tale of Two Disasters, Misting Titanic Sub Captivates the World. But this is, was um, reported, but I bet a lot of people don't know about the, um, Migrants traveling from Libya to Italy that sank in Greek waters, and there were hundreds feared dead. Um, there's another one here, um, a migrant boat feared um, that dozens of people died off of the off of the Spain's Canary Islands. Um, and I, this goes to what you're saying: it's, it's like, like there are people, migrant people, that are obviously not rich, or also they have their own fucking yacht, or they'll buy a plane ticket, or whatever, or have a passport, getting on boats trying to find refuge for a better life in any way they can, hundreds go missing, and we're talking about a couple billionaires on a fucking sub. Who did that, this by choice. That did this by choice. And so I have, my, my thing is, yeah, that's one thing that I really can't stand, um, and it's really, you, well, you said it spot on, you're 100% right. The other thing is I don't, one thing I also don't like is I hate this, when something bad happens, when it comes to being adventurous or new or whatever, the whole world turns very risk averse. And I, I kind of feel that that's kind of, this, I kind of feel that this is kind of sad. And every, everybody turns into, starts clutching their pearls and starts uh, being very conservative about rules and regulations and, and uh, you know, um, safety checks and things like that. When at the end of the day, you're trying to pioneer. And look, this guy could have been a little cavalier. And this guy could have been, and I've seen emails back and forth about him ignoring, yeah, ignoring risks and, and things like that. And, and that is an actual thing. And um, he could have been maybe, he could have been irresponsible with this. But hindsight is irresponsibility. When it was going down there and actually people were seeing the Titanic, then it was a great feat, a great accomplishment. And, but then when a disaster like this happens, we turn very risk averse and say, oh, well, all these things should have happened. And we start pulling out like weird, um, you know, in, individual instances saying like, well, look at what he did there. Wow, that was such a bad thing. And now all of a sudden we can't do this anymore. When at, when at the end of the day, a lot of these, these, great, um, these great accomplishments for humanity came from people taking insane risks and getting it right. And a lot of people that got it wrong. Talk about flying. Man, right, how many right. people jumped off cliffs with stupid wings on their, on their strapped to their back thinking that they're gonna fly like a bird until the Wright brothers did it? I mean, we had Leonardo Vinci, you know, going all the way back before him and, 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 and until the Wright brothers, drawing pictures of what they think could fly. And it never worked. People died. People got maimed. Um, how many times have rockets been shot up the space with uh, dogs and puppies and monkeys people. and people, and people on yeah. it, and they just blew up? Uh, how many boats have been lost in sea and just trying to figure out if you can cross the ocean? And it's like we have this great explore, exploration spirit within us, but because of the news, because of the way that we pass information so fast and the instant rage and criticisms, just but that was the risk taker. And everybody on that boat signed on the dotted line. They knew the risks, and then they paid the money, and they got on the boat. These people were pioneers, in my opinion. And the whole thing is, is there's not many, um, there's no submersibles that hold five people that can go down to that depth. This is the first one. So what rules and regulations are we going to follow? What, what guidelines are going to be there to make sure that this thing is, 
is, is, is the best. Let the guys, people take the risks. You know what's going to happen is somebody else is going to make one and it's going to be better. And then you're going to have, the, and in 10, 20 years, if there's going to be a market for it, 100 years, you're going to have constant tours to the Titanic, which I think is fucking cool. Uh, it's not uncool, right? My mom wanted to be an astronaut. People want to go down and explore um, the Titanic and caves and mines and things like that. I think there is, I think innovation is great. That's what makes us us. That's what makes the library the library. You know what I mean? Uh, rules and regs are also great. Um, game, the first thing you said, I think, was very well taken. The media really does kind of fear monger and scare and, and kind of touch people. And even getting back to the previous, the vaccine story, not everybody um, that died of COVID would have been saved had they taken the vaccine. Not everybody that died after they took the vaccine died because they got the vaccine. Not everybody that got myocarditis got it because they got the vaccine. And so people really, the media really um, doesn't do a good job of communicating nuance. Because everything that you just said about innovation and uh, exploration, yeah, pioneering is, is really completely true. Um, so it's really hard to find the, the nuance in, okay, yeah, but what regulations are, are appropriate to try and save these five people? You know, yes, they do. None. Absolutely none. And so I think that, that we have this, like, again, that goes back to liberty. Well, I, I don't know that, <clears throat> no, I don't know about none, but. Why? I think the biggest thing is why the hell do we spend so many? Here, now part of the, the theory is the Navy, the United States Navy, knew that this shit that it imploded days before they said. I want to know more about that. I don't know much about that yeah, either. Yeah, I want but, to know more. But about that's just that. coming out that that and it's supposed it. I don't know if it's fact or fact checked, but the Navy knew it imploded. They just went like a week with, ago. Yeah, and they, they just went with this whole charade that is going on, and they're saying that's a cover up for the Hunter, Hunter Biden story to push this to the top of the news and bury the Hunter Biden story. Um, this is what my friend's theory is, and this is what a lot of, uh, some other people are saying. Of course, obviously coming from the right. This with is this brand one. new. We this 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 thing happened this whole week. This part of this story is brand new, so it's hard to speak on that. I want to know more about this as well. I, I want to know about this as well. So it's like, why did this charade be allowed to go on? And we we committed so many resources to finding these five people um, if we already knew that it it imploded. I can't speak to that. I have no clue. But what here's what I'm saying is that. I don't know, we need to have much more of a adventurous spirit and allow people to do crazy shit if you're not putting other people's lives at risk, unless they can uh, commit to it. And I, and I argued with my friend about like the same thing with um, uh, Governor DeSantis's new legislation that allowed space companies exemptions from lawsuits if uh, accidents happen with crew on board. And why do I say this? And I know that I know that this is probably an unpopular opinion. Um, if you lay out the risks, if you uh, want people just if you're doing it for recreational purposes, and, and it's not part of your your infrastructure, um, and it's not a mainstream you know thing, but it's like an extracurricular activity, uh, you should be you should allow these people to take the risks as long as you know they're not putting anything else at risk. So I like this. I mean, in in I want to see things like SpaceX launch people up to space as well, and and, and I want, but also I, I want to see this happen and grow this industry because it is, it's cutting edge. I do not mind innovation. I, I think a lot of what you're saying is valid, but I couldn't disagree more on uh, allowing or supporting immunity from liability. You know, as a lawyer who worked in civil court for seven and a half years, did private practice before that, this is why people are pissed off at Pfizer and these companies is because they've lobbied successfully. They've lobbied successfully to be immune. And we talked about like Monsanto and what they're doing to like weeds and the environment and things that you eat as well, big food. <clears throat> you can't, this is why we have the courts. We're supposed to have three branches of government. The third branch is to keep people in line in an unbiased fashion. The powerful is checked. You know, you know, the powerless 
have an avenue, you know what I mean? And so you cannot lobby if you're Pfizer or uh, SpaceX or something like that. You should not be able to, like, you, anybody, any of us can do anything. I, I, I couldn't, I can't, I can't disagree more with you um, because you're- What's the point of the courts then? Well, then you're, well, wait, first of all, there's a lot of points to the courts. Don't conflate the court with every a aspect of society into this one thing that we're talking about. Second of all, Pfizer and Moderna and um, Roundup and things like that, what I, what I did say in my previous statement was that as long as it doesn't hurt other people that, that instead of the people that committed to the adventure. So if you are having personal liability and you wanna go and launch yourself up to space and like you saw with this um, submersible, the one news anchor went, went, was trying to find, was signing the, on the dotted line to do it. And he was reading through the waiver, right? He was like, this is experimental. This is an innovation. You could die. This, th th it was pretty much square, uh, in black and white of the risk that you're personally taking. If that doesn't hurt other people, you can put yourself on the fucking sub. And that's what I'm saying about the SpaceX. If you, do you want to put yourself on the, on the nose of a, of a rocket going up into space? That's your shit. Now, does that, now here's the things, and here's some things that I do agree with that should have lawsuits with it. SpaceX's um, um, super, super heavy went up, exploded. They skirted regulations because they were, because they were actually given a permit for a smaller craft, but they launched a way bigger rocket, the biggest rocket to ever be launched. That's not cool. They breached the contract. No, they didn't bring they it. They, 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 gotcha, they, gotcha. they bribed Florida's government or, or Texas government or whoever they launched from to give them a permit for a launch, but under the guise, it was a smaller rocket gotcha. instead of the biggest Not rocket ever made. The rocket then went up and uh, went up, took off. Great, great job. Didn't get to the atmosphere, blew up, blew up uh, miles and miles above ground. Because it's a bigger ra ra rocket, it had more of a a bigger explosion with scattered debris in neighborhoods nearby, also pollutants into the air. Those have lawsuits. Mm -hmm. uh, East Palestine train derailment. The East Palestine street train derailment has lawsuits. The, the train, it's an infrastructure, has responsibility. Pfizer, Moderna for the public health has responsibility. The opioid crisis, it wasn't me trying to get the pills, it was my doctor prescribing to me with the, with the company, um, with the company pushing it onto right. the onto the doctor with lap dances and hookers. It's very layered, yeah. It, it, so that is responsibility. Me signing up for an experimental thing to go under the ocean or up into Westmacott, this should not result into the stop of innovation or the, um, or, you know, um, the ability to close down companies and get billion dollar lawsuits because of my personal risk taking. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, now, well, now this, it, this, again, if does 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 my personal risk taking harm other people? That is different. If I said I'm going to because my personal risk taking is I'm going to run right down the middle of the highway and people are swerving off the highway, getting to accidents left and right because my stupid ass wanted to risk take. No, I'm liable. That's different. That's different. And no, I agree. There, there, yes, there are nuance nuances exactly. But like, so for this with the five people. I can't really argue with it. I'm not going to say I can't. I just can't right now because I can't think of anything. But like for te uh, SpaceX, when the debris drops down, you know what I mean? Like there are, there are downstream effects many times, many times, where just because you've lobbied and said, hey, uh, the public needs this vaccine, you know, blah, blah, blah. We need to get it out, so we need to be immune from, from liability. I don't care about that. I don't care. No, about they're that. liable in my yeah, opinion. They're, exactly. 100%, because that's, a, because that's a different story. Yeah. That isn't a recreational, I'm going to be a risk taker or innovator or an adventurer. I'm going to go spelunking or whatever the fuck. Or that was, I'm doing this because I am fearing for my health and this is a public health crisis and you marketed that to me for my health. Totally different. Fair enough. To be per perfectly honest, I think that, um, I, I, I I'm trying to square this circle or circle the square. I can't remember how, how you say it, but I'm trying to do this with um, autonomous driving, right? Because autonomous driving, I have a, I, I have a Tesla. I don't know if anybody's listening knows I have a Tesla and I have full self-driving on it. There's nothing full about the self-driving. It's getting better, but there's nothing full about it. And just because I, I, I accepted the, the beta doesn't mean that, should not mean that the company's not liable for that software, especially if you have thousands of cars on the road. I think it should be there, but this should better work. But what is happening is you're almost passing the buck to the consumer 
to use an experimental software so we can make it better within the city streets. I'm very much on the fence about that because I think driverless cars need to be a thing. You need to, you need to test them in the wild. You need to get them out there. Uh, I'm not too sure how much reliability comes on to me if I'm not paying attention at the wheel. Again, they're saying it's my, my responsibility, but not the cars. It's, but it's marketing as full self-driving. There's nothing full about this motherfucker. Enhanced autopilot, enhanced cruise control. Um, I don't fucking know what you call it. But full self-driving, it is not. And that's why I see an issue. Well, and that's, that's again, a lot of this um, language and stuff is very Orwellian. Everything's an argument. Uh, I actually, I don't really care about arguing about money. money uh, I devalue money a little bit more than most. But the nuances behind arguments and contracts and legislation, laws, regulations, is very interesting to me. So um, yeah, that self-driving thing and the and you could argue false advertising 100%. is is uh, very interesting, well, and it will be an issue going forward. More the the bigger issue, right, is people probably losing their jobs. That's but but then all but this if if there's an accident happens, somebody else dies. I mean that's arguably the most significant thing, you know. So there are numerous issues as we go to the future with that type of innovation. So yeah, I yeah I, I mean. I, 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 all, all I'm trying to say with this conversation is, is that I'm I, not here to stifle innovation. I, I love our inventions. I love our skyscrapers. Yeah. You know, but the, I think there is a place for rules and regulations. I mean, I saw the screenshot of those emails to the CEO. And to, and to your point, you're right. He's like, fuck it. I know what I'm doing. I'm going down. Let and, do and it. If people want to go with me, go with me. But if you're, if you're a shareholder or an employee, and you say, no, 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 there are three certification processes. We have a duty here. Uh, it, there's a, there are appropriate means to, to getting to this point that we want to get to and then you know, beating the market, selling our bubble or whatever, and going and looking at Titanic, $250,000 a visit or whatever. There, you know, and then you're a shareholder employee and you say, my value is vested in this company's success. Now you ignored me. I'm sure this company's gonna tank. I mean, they're gonna have to declare bankruptcy. They're gonna get a new fucking job. I mean, what are we talking about here? We're we talking about the <clears throat> the ability for an individual to put themselves in a fucking bubble and go down to the down to this Titanic. Or well, we that's talking, one of the or, things we're talking. Or, about. or are we talking about the uh, fiduciary duty of a CEO? I think we're talking about all of it. I think we're talking about all of it. Those are two different conversations, and I could agree with that. We would have to talk about both of those separately. Um, but since he is the CEO, founder, um, and he might have a fiduciary duty, it is a private company, it wasn't public, so there's that. If it was a public company, it'd be different. It, it's just tough, too, about the waiver the other four people signed, right? Was in the waiver, the, the guy saying, hey, there are three certification uh, bubbles that, that certify for this, and we decided not to go through any of those three. Was that in the waiver? Or did you just say, hey, you could pass, this is a new technology, you could pass away from it. So do, do you, just, just like vaccines, do you have all the information or as much of the information as certain people have or are you hiding something? Hmm, hmm, hmm. I think we spoke about this fucking submersible long enough. Uh, we, uh, it's already been in the yeah. news for ever and I didn't like it being in the news in general I, I just want to say that I just I just don't <clears throat> there should be more risk-taking when it comes to like pushing the boundaries of what we can do the things that we can build and look you're gonna break some eggs I agree that you don't want to put, put other people in, in, in harm's way or communities or whatever but don't demonize the guy for trying that's what I'm saying I don't demonize people for, for getting in the arena as somebody who, who... Right, we both run. Getting in the arena is hard. So, uh, so where I want to go with this one is the tight is this explore underwater submersible and the Hunter Biden thing again. They're trying to the the conspiracy theory right now. I don't want to say conspiracy theory right now. One of the ideas is that this was pushed up. The uh, military knew long before that this thing already imploded, but they kept it going to try to drown out the Hunter Biden story story because the Hunter Biden story um, is bigger than a lot of people think. And it's not just about taxes and things like that. It's about corruption, it's about the president, it's about uh, what was known on, the, on his laptop uh, that was repressed during the 2016 election, sorry, 2020 election. Was it 16 or 20 now? 20. It was 20. 
um, the 16 election, um, the ties to, to Biden, Ukraine, all kinds of different things that were kind of like getting all this kind of squishy now with the revelations that Hunter Biden would not only was working in Ukraine when he got his uh, taxes paid for by a, um, was it a lawyer in Hollywood? Oh, I don't know. Hollywood I, the lawyer. The details of this story is more you than me. Well, I don't, I don't know that yeah. much. All I'm saying is that there is, questions need to be asked. Questions, just like everything else we talk about, we need more full-fledged dissemination of information because I don't see this, again, I didn't look at a bunch of articles about this story, but I don't see this as the laptop story. That was the, the most recent FBI um, investigation that was done about, hey, you know, did you suppress this? Was the Trump-Russia thing a hoax? Bada, bada, bada. I saw this as a plea to tax fraud and uh, something else with a gun possession, uh, or he's not playing to gun possession charge or something like that. But what I think your point is, is very true. Again, if you looked at the Twitter files, there was enough suppression of Hunter Biden stuff that didn't carry the day right before that election. It was like October-ish of 2020. And it wasn't winning news cycle after news cycle after news cycle after news cycle, which you would think it would. And this is like, hmm, five people die in exploration thing, and that won the news cycle all week, as opposed to, hey, the guy that a ton of people in this country hate. I, By the way, I do not hate him. I do not hate his dad. Um, but a ton of people are so triggered by this particular guy, and they want more information, and they see how rich these people are. And we know, we've talked about, what do you make as a senator, as a president? We talk about the stock trading. People hate this guy, Hunter Biden. So so I was talking to my friend yesterday, and, and honestly, I came in there and I said, this was a nothing burger. I was like, why are we talking about Hunter Biden and some tax charges? I could care less, you know? And he's doing that. Actually, got he was like, he got a little pissy with me on the fucking phone. I was like, man, what are you? Getting I'm with him. I disagree why, with you. Why are you get, why are you getting pissy with me? And and he's and then he brought it down. He's just like, look, man, this is yeah. He pled guilty to this, but you understand. You have to understand what was happening and the connections that allowed him not to even get charged up to this point. Um, and then the whole just just everything that's going on within the Biden administration, um, the connections and either the. Our institutions, our justice systems, being used pol for politically, or being either held back or pushed forward, and now it seems as though that they're being used by people in power, not for the benefits of the nation and to uphold the integrity of our institutions. We have talked about this on numerous podcasts. We have an unjust justice system, and if you really go back and look at the legislation that Joe Biden has advanced and has authored, his names have been on the bill, the 94 crime bill. Joe Biden is one of the people most responsible for what we talked about earlier, the, the overpopulation of jails, the, uh, the racial disparity of, of black people in jail, the three strikes you're out, Joe Biden and Bill Clinton, you know what I mean? So for Joe Biden to have this history of us, we imprisoned 25% of the, of the earth's incarcerated population. That's what the United States does. Joe Biden has played a huge role in this overcharging, kind of over-sentencing, unjust criminal justice system. And when people see him and his son so wealthy and so connected, when you're supposed to be taking public service job, uh, it really triggers. It really triggers a populist kind of madness. And so, yes, I, I think that the Bidens have gotten um, fair, uh, I'm sorry, like unfair treatment on the positive side. I worked in the Justice Center. These prosecutors, they overcharge, 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 and mm -hmm. they get you to plea to, to a plea that you probably wouldn't want to take, but the maximum of what you could get if you go to trial and get found guilty is you'll be under the jail for life. You'll be under the jail for life. So, you know, there's been numerous uh, tax, tax evasion offenses that are celebrities, Pete Rose, Martha Stewart, whoever the case may be. People want to know, how does this guy have so much money? You know what I mean? It doesn't make sense. And y'all have been locking up people in these cities and in this country for decades. Right. You know, so it's a, people want justice. They want fairness. And, you, 
And that's not what the Bidens portray. That's not what the Bidens portray. We just want some semblance of justice. Do we want to go somewhere else with this? No, um, no. Are we going to be going? We have Harry, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. Honestly, I could care two shits about them. Um, I, I, don't, I don't really give a shit. I think that was, that's a weird fucking story. I don't care about. It's another celebrity rich people story. I don't really give a yeah. shit. No, uh, no, no, I'm good. Debates. Adam Schiff, you have anything to say about Adam Schiff? Well, um, you know, just to lay it out, right? The Republican House voted along party lines to censure him. And that carries with it really no, I mean, realistically, honestly, no consequences. To me, um, again, this is kind of like red meat for people that want the Bidens and Schiff and Pelosi um, kind of to face some accountability for lies and corruption and theft, if you will, uh, accumulation of wealth when you're a public servant. Schiff, you know, I'm sure he's a politician. They all lie. You know, they all lie, whether you're Biden or Trump. That's all they do, whether you're Tucker Carlson or Rachel Maddow. If you're in the political game, you lie. And so the, the Graham report or whatever report, the guy, Durham, the, I'm sorry, the Durham report came out. Trump Russia was a big nothing burger, but you acted, right, just like March 2020 with COVID. You acted like, oh my God, this is the biggest thing ever. This is the biggest corruption ever. We've got to fight, fight, fight because of, and, and, you made it up out of thin air. Mm -hmm. So he lied. The Republicans call him out for it. They censure him. It's kind of like the Democrats impeaching Trump. I mean, it's not to that scale, obviously, but there's really no consequences. It's more like to show your religious voters that, hey, we're trying to hold him accountable. We're trying to hold him accountable. Right. I, I said this when during the first Trump impeachment. I said that the impeachment is going to be the new filibuster. Like, you don't want to think, you want something to to just stop Washington, everybody's just gonna talk about impeachment, impeachment, impeachment. And, and <clears throat> I don't know, it's just, again, this is, it's, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go start going. Really I, I, thought I, so. I thought I saw an, uh, something that one of the Democratic House members was trying to do articles of impeachment, uh, a House Republican was trying to do articles of impeachment against Biden. Of course, uh, of course. You know, Again, so that, it's, like you're saying, that's probably going to be the future here. It is going to be the future. If you have enough people in uh, one side or the other right now, you know, you, you can find a way to impeach or just get a, a little excuse or even make up some, some bullshit. You're going to start impeaching people. It's not going to throw them out of office. It's just going to take up all the air and all the oxygen in the media and all the time in, in Washington and nobody does anything and Nothing really gets done, and then you have these silly bills that are coming out for just you know, for the purpose of putting a bill out there. That I don't know. Anyway, anyway. All right, Ross. That's 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 an hour and two minutes today. Anything we want to end off with? No, thanks for thanks for doing it with me. Let me rant again. <laughs>